Morons save the world. This is a little bit of a different show. We are doing two fat morons chewing the fat, and uh, as we kind of move in different directions, or we have things we need to say that don't fit in our regular uh, episodes, we just want to be able to have some quick, off-the-cuff conversations or chewing the fat. I'm Dave. I'm Terry. Terry, how you doing, Terry? Well, what can I tell you? It's what a, what a week, you know. Like uh, that's why we're t- that's why we're doing this today because it's topical and it's actually um, you know North American history unfolding right between our like right in front of our eyes, and it's not like Vietnam, it's not like World War Two, World War One, Civil War, Revolutionary War. This is all happening in real time, so it's unique, right? I mean, the only thing I can compare this to is. Gulf Storm and Gulf Shield or Desert Shield or whatever, like in the 90s, right? But uh, it's fascinating, really. I mean, you know, I think of, you know, in incidents like Tiananmen Square or, you know, where, where government is uh, is pushing back on the people or the people are pushing back on government. And this is all being incited or has all been incited by one man who, contrary to what he's said in public, has been... Uh, kind of inciting this whole thing and that is a crime in the states it's a it's a bald face crime with enablers yeah right of, of course with enablers but it, him and his him and his henchmen now we're also seeing at this point we're seeing a lot of his his top people and top officials resigning um you know uh his chief of staff oh, i can't pull the names out of my head but betsy devos and and mark uh, meadows the chief Mark Meadows, the chief, yeah, uh, um, all the way up to you know his uh, his uh, attorney general, and they're all they're all resigning based on the fact that you know Donald Trump is off the rails and he's kind of being real bad. But they were following him the whole time, so it's almost it almost looks to me like you know these are uh, first mates that are jumping the ship, you know, into lifeboats before the ship goes down, right? Right. So let's. For those that may be living in an alternative universe, let's review really quickly what we're talking about here. Um, so going back to the American election, and even before, Donald Trump was setting a stage to make his followers believe wholeheartedly that the election, uh, if he lost the 2020 election to Joe Biden, that it was fraudulent, and it was rigged. So he set the premise. Now, we've said this before on this program that the particular genius of this man, and to believe me, I don't think anybody really believes he's quote unquote some kind of political genius. But what he has done in an ironic kind of a way is given the American civil and democratic experiment something to chew on and i mean that's why we're calling our segment chew the fat this is a big piece of fat that we're chewing on it's the american constitution what donald trump did was very adeptly discovered and exploited drove mac trucks right through gaping holes in the u.s constitution and has been doing that for four years to the point where the Senate and the House of Representatives literally had their hands tied for most of the year. Now, let's march forward to the fact that 
Donald Trump did lose the election, and he lost by a lot, by 7 million votes. That's the largest in American history, and it's four percentage points. And not only that, the Electoral College is designed, you are correct, that there are only two states that um, right. that do not do winner-take-all. However, the Electoral College vote was 306 to 232, the exact mm-hmm. same count that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton by, mm-hmm. which was a lot closer than this one. The, the point that we're making, without going into a lot of semantics, is that he, he got his ass handed to him in this election. He well, that's, lost. And that's, absolutely, and that's true on the on the grand scale of things. He did. It, it, it wasn't as much of a landslide as, as I had hoped. Um, there is still a tremendous amount of support. Donald Trump has not been quiet about um, the fact that he, in fact, has been using this for some reason as uh, justification that he won the election by saying he has received the most votes of any sitting president um, in history, which is true. Um, which is only, of course, superseded by the fact that Joe Biden has won the most uh, votes of any human in history in an, in an American election. So that kind of, to use a term, Trump's, uh, Trump's <laughs> statements. But, you know, they're valid points, but they don't win an election. Yeah, so where we're at is he set the stage to lay down groundwork for you know, uh, whinging about fraud and um, scandal, yada, yada. And then some weird stuff started to happen, which unfortunately the media and the general public did sort of take some notice of, but the way the human mind works is that we don't really look at the danger signs, right? And there were a lot of danger signs that led up to what we're going to talk about specifically today, what took place on Wednesday, January 6th, which they're calling the Trump insurrection. Again, if you folks have been living under a rock for a while, the Mm. president of the United States openly in public at a rally exhorted about a quarter of a million very angry people to march on the Capitol, which suspiciously was terribly terribly undefended now the facts of the case if you want to call it that are this the warning signs were there there was a an app called parlor which i believe has since been more or less effectively muzzled by um, google apple amazon etc that um, there was repeated calls for violent people to show up um, armed which they did you know, with um, revolutionary materials, which they did. Um, there was open calls to um, kidnap and murder members of Congress, both in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. And more troubling, there was an open call on that day to execute the Vice President of the United States. Now, say what you want about which, Mike Pence. It's just sad, just sad. Isn't it? it? Say what you want about Mike Pence, but in the end, the man is an American, and he did the right thing by not going through with this insanity that his boss basically ordered him to go through. you got to give him props for that. Anyway, so those are sort of the background things now some of that sounds like a conspiracy theory it absolutely is not the last part and the most important part is back in october shortly after the election ended or november shortly after the election ended donald trump fired all of the defense secretaries at the pentagon and placed 
in their stead a bunch of his stooges. None of those stooges authorized any kind of police action or troops to be present in Washington, D.C., specifically around the Capitol, during this um, so-called rally, which quickly turned into a violent riot. That is sedition on all counts. The only thing that really, quite frankly, saved the Capitol from probably being burned to the ground was the um, National Guard in Maryland and Virginia were standing by, waiting to come in, waiting for authorization, when a junior secretary at the Pentagon said, do you think you guys might be able to come and help us? Government Hoyer said, hey, buddy, I don't have authorization from the White House. And this junior defense secretary says, I'll accept the consequences. You are authorized. That's really the only thing, I think, that really saved things from being a lot worse. Now, the video that we saw on Wednesday, January 6th, was very tame in comparison to the video that we're seeing now, Dave. And it's um, dis it's disconcerting. The amount of violence, um, especially when you're seeing police officers beaten and kicked and, you know, news crews assaulted and, you know, the, the absolute abject violence. There were, I saw guys with hockey sticks and battering rams and they had their own freaking smoke, uh, smoke bombs and tear gas canister bombs. It was insane when you see some well, of this stuff, right? And, and Capitol Police were not... Um we're not prepared to deal with all this. Uh, two Capitol Police officers uh, have died two. of the insurrection. Two of them, yeah. One of them died on Saturday. Officer Howard Liebengood oh. um, died on Saturday. Um, and so it's, it's two um, deaths of officers from injuries due to, uh, due to uh, the Capitol. Uh, um, that's according to Huffington Post anyway. So... Um, <sighs> You know, wh where were they? And apparently, you know, rumors are, and I don't have any confirmation of this, that the FBI approached the the, the, the Capitol Police, uh, approached um, the government uh, uh, um, days before saying, this is going to happen, lock down and get ready for it. And for some reason, they were caught with their pants down. Well, the White House knew, uh, as you said, because they've reported that today. You're exactly right. It wasn't just the FBI; it was the the Army and the National Guard as well. And they were told to, the they CIA. they were told yeah. to stand down. Now, going back to a debate, you know, what also is very suspicious is what seemingly seemed to be a throwaway comment to the so-called Proud Boys by the president during a debate: "Stand down and stand by." Now sounds incredibly ominous. So he here, said stand back. Stand, stand back, back and stand, and stand by. by. Yeah. Stand down is a very different <laughs> very different phrase, but yes. Yes, fair enough. A good good point. Thanks for correcting me on that. But this is where we're at and this is where we're going to spend maybe the next couple of minutes just sort of rehashing, you know, as a maybe a bit of a public service. What can we expect from January 17th to January 20th because there's a lot of chatter from people that do not have their Twitter accounts or their Facebook accounts, or their Instagram accounts suspended, saying, hey, what you saw on January 6th was snack and cake compared to what we're going to do on the week of the inauguration. That's, that's again, disconcerting. Very, very, very troubling. This, um, this guy, he needs to go. So what we're going to talk about, and we invite all of your feedback, audience, um, on the left, on the right, in the center, you tell us 
what your thoughts are. We'll listen to anybody. If you're on the right and you have a valid argument that is based in fact and evidence, tell us, sell us, make a mm-hmm. sale, right? See change if you can do mind. that. Yeah, change <laughs> our minds. Same on the left, same in the center. We, we would like to get information here from anybody who has evidence, and I'm not talking about conjecture, I'm not talking about accusation, I'm talking about evidence here. Um, so going forward, Dave, I, I, I'm going to ask you, because I have my own thoughts about what's going to happen next week, and what are yours? Uh, right now, um, uh, House uh, representatives are in the process of um, inciting, an, or inciting, I shouldn't use that word, um, launching an impeachment effort uh, against Donald Trump. Um, and they will, of course, move forward with that if uh, the Vice President Pence does not move forward with the 25th Amendment. Um, now, I, I see this as two different things. The, the 25th Amendment will uh, remove Donald Trump from power temporarily. It's, a, it's, it's designed as a temporary measure. Um, it's actually a fairly recent amendment since I believe John F. Kennedy's assassination because there was no mechanism uh, to temporarily remove power or transfer power from one from the president to someone else. Technically, it started with the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, but it actually first came into effect when uh, President McKinley was shot in Buffalo in the late 1800s. However, they still didn't have anything official in the Constitution. It was all amongst the cabinet. So I think I think right. you're right. I think that it actually was an amendment after Kennedy was uh, you know you know was right. was assassinated. So yeah, technically, but it's happened before because four U.S. presidents have been killed, right? And, and they've used it. They, I think. The, correct me if I'm wrong. This could be wrong, but I know they used it during the Reagan administration, not during Reagan's assassination, but when he was he was sedated for something else. Well, he was uh, shot. Was incapacitated. Well, no, no, I, no, the assassination attempt. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was that situation where they called it. Maybe it was, um, but they had invoked it in, in for that. Um, and, it was uh, actually uh, when George Bush went for an emergency surgery, it was quietly oh. invoked, and Dick Cheney was the right. de facto president for about four days. I think right, that was right, about right. 2002 or something like that, yeah. So, but it has, right, right. the point is, it's been used before, and not just once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, 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 what happens is, if the Twenty Fifth Amendment is invoked for Donald Trump, power goes to uh, to Mike Pence. Now, that's not an official presidency, right? It's just presidential powers that goes to the vice president. It's a transfer of power only. But he, yeah. So he wouldn't be considered a president per se, correct? The only way that Mike President, Mike President, <laughs> the only way that Mike Pence can become the president is is if. Um, is through election, is, or if if Trump dies, or if he's impeached and removed, or if he's right. declared uh, unfit and removed. So there, those are the only instances where he can actually call right. himself president, right? So, so um, invoking the twenty fifth amendment would take the power away from Donald Trump, put it on Mike Pence to fulfill the the remaining. 10 days or however much there is, but the 25th Amendment does not prevent Donald Trump from running again. The 25th Amendment does not prevent him from running again. There, it's, it's fraught with issues, uh, and, the, and the biggest one is that Trump can tie it up in courts for a long time because he actually has the mm-hmm. right 
to mm-hmm. dispute it, contest it, con- yeah. to contest it, and that can be drawn out in a. There's there's no way to make the Supreme Court move fast on that. It just isn't. Um, but procedure calls for in this instance the request for the Twenty Fifth Amendment to be implemented um, by the Vice President and his Cabinet. There must be a majority. Um, the President has the right to. Um, to dispute it and then the Congress the House of Representatives has to vote on it there has to be a clear majority on it and then it uh, goes through the normal process that could take literally weeks so that they don't expect that to happen what they expect to happen which they did today was they actually filed articles of insurrection um, an impeachment an article of insurrection against Donald Trump in particular, which would prevent him, if found guilty by the Senate, would prevent him from running for any kind of office in the United States again. Not only that, I've since found out it actually takes away his presidential library um, privileges, it takes away his Secret Service privileges, it takes away his travel privileges, takes away his stipend that the presidents get, it neuters him as a politician completely. He is literally removed from the American record as a president, except in history only. And I think that's what they kind of want to do, right, is go that route. Now, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure if you're hearing this or not, um, there is a groundswell of support for this in the House of Representatives, slightly less in the Senate, but the Senate isn't scheduled to reconvene until January 19th, the day before the inauguration, mm-hmm. and that's the soonest that they could have a trial in the Senate. Um, now, if Mitch McConnell wanted to, he could call the Senate back early to have that vote, and that's the big question. Is that going to happen? I say no. Because there's too many embarrassed Republican senators and House of Representatives that would have way too much egg on their face and be political liabilities going into the future. Well, including Mitch McConnell. Including Mitch McConnell. Um, Senator Ted Cruz and, 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 and a bunch of them. And nobody wants to drag their own face through the dirt, right? Um, regardless of the potential future implications of, of, of doing so. But, you know, are we going to see the 25th amendment does that require ratification by the entire congress as well i mean can that be done before the before the 19th of january um well again yes but that requires congress to have a clear a clear majority pardon me um the problem congress includes the senate yes it does but the problem is that the president has the right to dispute the finding of the article where he does not have the right to dispute the impeachment because that's a trial, right? There's not even right. an appeal process for that, right? That's that's what, you know, at least not one that can be done in, in or challenged in any amount of time. The big thing here is that both of these legal mechanisms, there's just not enough time to really remove this guy from the office, and he still has nine days where he can do a lot of damage and he mm-hmm. can still rally people to come to the Capitol. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of what happened necessarily at the Capitol that we saw on January 6th. But here's my worry, Dave. And this is now we're getting right into the real crux, the real guts of this matter. There's going to be about a million or two people 
Democratic supporters that are going to be in Washington for the inauguration starting the week of, you know, January, uh, that week, January 20th. I can see a civil war literally breaking out on, on the mall in Washington because you're going to have people that are pissed off on the left and people that are pissed off on the right and they ain't holding back and there isn't a national guard or a police force in the world that contain three to four million people if it gets that large okay i agree um can they can they restrict access to the inauguration at all so that it's not a public event now that's interesting that's a great question i have not heard of them taking the inauguration off the mall or off the front steps of the Capitol because that's traditional, but maybe they should. Maybe that's a yeah, sure. Maybe that's a solution. Like like do it in secret somewhere else. Like Lyndon Johnson was sworn in on Air Force One for crying out loud <laughs> with mm-hmm. Kennedy's cold dead body in the in the the hold and the cargo hold in the aircraft. So it's been done mm-hmm. before. I mean, you can be sworn in anywhere, right? Um, that's an excellent point, and I think that that's something that needs to be discussed for sure, um, because I think that the the I do think that there's a powder keg just waiting to be exploded on or about January twentieth, and uh, being a former denizen of the United States myself, it scares the heck out of me. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Donald Trump made a speech the other day, and I think we'll kind of close on these points. Um, and calling for people to stand down, um, calling for peace, um, noting that he would help facilitate a, a smooth transition. He used the word smooth. He did not use the word peaceful. Uh, he did not use Biden's name. But at the end of that speech, he said something which gave me chills. And he said, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of scared me a little bit. So that says that this man needs to be silenced, not silenced. Let me put it this. He needs to it. It needs to be full. It needs to be done that he does not that he cannot run again. What about his Whether family? That's impeachment though, Dave? What about the family? Because well, all of those. And all- that you, you, you can't prevent that from happening. I mean, his family is his family. Um, you, you simply can't stop a family. I mean, look at George Bush Jr. and George Bush Sr. You can't stop a family member from running. Um, you can't, he, he, could, he could have five family members all running in 2024 if he couldn't. You can't stop that. You can't impeach someone who hasn't been president. Right. Um, so that being what it is, it's Donald Trump that is the, the head of this this organization and the least you can do is stop him prevent him from running again uh, maybe there will be uh, indictments who knows what that's going to uh, we've seen so much we've seen him so blatantly criminal in the past four years and there's really been no um, repercussions for him i can't see it being that bad for him afterwards but it's hydra Cut off one head, two more, two more take its place, yeah. man. It's Hydra. I mean, yeah. and, and and it starts with his own family. That's really the worry. I've never seen anything like this ever in American history, even reading the history books. Like the Civil War was a massive conflagration, but there was this 
whole other reason why that happened, right? Which has nothing to do with election frauds or any of that stuff. When Abraham Lincoln was elected in 1860, nobody said he was fraudulently elected. They just didn't like the fact that Abraham Lincoln was elected and the southern states seceded because they wanted to keep their quote-unquote peculiar institutions in mm-hmm. place, right? And they went to war mm-hmm. over it. Now, mm-hmm. what we're, we've got is we've got people that are willing to go to war and die over an ideology of falseness created by a megalomaniacal, unhinged psychopath, right? I don't know if you've seen the video of the woman that got shot in the, in the Capitol, but um, I'm sorry, I don't blame the officer that shot her for what that woman did mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And considering the rhetoric that she was spewing on her YouTube channel prior, I mean, these are not mm-hmm. happy or satisfied, content people. These are angry, stirred up, um, rhetoricized, almost psychopathic individuals themselves. And what scares me is there's a hell of a lot more of them than I actually thought there were. Do you know what I mean? It's the hornet's nest. Yep, it's the hornet's nest. Let us know what you think. Hey, you at twofatmorons.com on Facebook at Two Fat Morons. Uh, I think there's a Twitter thing going on. I'm not exactly sure, but email or Facebook is probably the best way to contact us. My only hope is that humanity prevails. Agreed. Um, well, hey, some <laughs> let, let me let me quote uh, the Dark Knight. There are some people in this world who only exist to watch the world burn, and that guy definitely is one of them, right? And I hope you're right. I hope the I hope the humanity, you know, ironically like that film, <laughs> the humanity does prevail. Like somebody says, enough is enough. Heard more than more than a somebody says, enough is enough. Um, I'm Terry. I'm Dave. Thanks very much for coming in. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. We'll talk to you again. Good night, everybody. It's Two Fat Morons Save the World. The world is a messed up place, and they're going to save it. (laughs) Produced by Dave Cruikshank and Terry Nihill. Music by Epidemic Sound. Two Fat Morons is a presentation of the Plugged In Media Network and is not intended to be taken seriously by anyone. Check out all our other great podcasts at pluggedinmedia.ca or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Thank you.